Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we are continuing our week-long chat about nutrition. We've had a lot of members of our UMS online coaching tribe ask us how to eat for building muscle. And today, we're going to be going deep into that topic. Stick around. What's up, everyone? In case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the founders of Unity Gym and the UMS, the Unify Movement System, where we turn driven people into athletes. If you want to know how we do it, grab one of our free blueprints, the Strength Blueprint, the Nutrition Blueprint, or the Flexibility Blueprint. We've got a link in the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube or in the podcast description if you're listening to our podcast. I am joined today by one of my business partners, co-founders of Unity Gym, the man behind the mic, Richard Lurley. So how are you, bro? Good morning. Good morning, Rad. Thank you. Yeah, and this is going to be a good discussion topic because Richie is very passionate about building muscle and about nutrition for building muscle. But before we get into that, today's show is brought to you by our UMS, the Unified Movement System. If you haven't yet, you can grab a free month trial subscription to our amazing online coaching program where we balance strength, flexibility, and fitness all into the one workout, teach you how to create customized programs and achieve things that you've never achieved before, like amazing calisthenics, feats, feats of flexibility, strength, all in there go and jump on it and also go and join our private facebook group the ums movement mastermind where we record these shows live and answer our members questions now that all that's out of the way let's get into the show and we are going to be talking about nutrition for building muscle topic near and dear to your heart hey richie yeah man as uh someone that's very passionate about putting on as much muscle as i can um, getting stronger um, improving my physique and strength—it's—it's um, it's an important one, yeah. and it's—it's it's very important actually. A lot of people don't understand how important getting their daily protein intake in and nutrition every day uh, is going to help them um, with their gains. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, it's it's definitely one of those things that really is. Uh, I, I paid off for years, you know. And I just thought it was something for body bodybuilders. I thought, you know, getting this, you know, really understanding protein and trying to optimize your protein intake was um, was just for bodybuilders, and it yep. was something that I rejected for ages. Yanni did the same, and when we finally embraced it, when we finally just said, "All right, this is what we're going to do," we, you know, we, we're going to take this on board seriously, and without changing much with training, just changing the way we ate and the way we understood protein, the muscle started to pack on. And, you know, I'm not talking about, I mean, you can look at us all, none of us are bodybuilders here, but, you know, we've got muscle on us and, you know, we're in better shape than most people. Um, you know, it works and it's important to understand this stuff. And we, we should have our little disclaimer that, that Richard and I spoke about before this. We're not nutritionists and we're not dietitians. So take this advice with a grain of salt. What we are is personal trainers with a lot of experience and a lot of passion for this topic. And we've done a lot of research. So I've gone to personally to um, workshops with some leading authorities on uh, muscle protein synthesis, um, you know, when they were doing workshops for personal trainers to help us to understand it. Um, we've got a good friend who holds a PhD in metabolic research who stays up to date with all the current research and, you know, who we've, we've um, you know, gone to a lot of workshops with him. And Richard has... Um, 
personally done a lot of study, um, you know, on the topic. And then on top of all of that, we have put that research into practice and produced a good result for ourselves and for our members. We might so, not be we might not be experts on nutrition, but we follow some of the foremost authorities on protein synthesis, how to build muscle. So you can rest assured that the information that you get from us, we, we, we get from credible sources. Yep. It's not bullshit, it's not bro science, it's you know, it's science backed stuff and it's probably the some of the best information you can find. Yep. And it's not just that it's that we've taken that information and deployed it in our own lives effectively long term. So we're not going to give you any advice now that is considered to be a diet or considered to be a short term plan. We're going to give you long term strategies. Like if you make the decision that you want to start building some muscle, this is how you can eat long term forever. And you know, you don't need to think of it as a, as a, as a short term thing. And that's really in, in our opinion, what you should be doing. You, you, you want to be looking at ways that you can, you know, optimize your muscle building long term. And, you know, if you're going to the gym and you're working out and you don't have a part of your plan isn't to get to build muscle and get stronger, um, you know, that's probably one of the first things you should be doing. You should be asking yourself why you're not doing that. A lot of it's really funny for some people. This is what I used to say. I used to say, I don't care about building muscle. It's not why I train. I, I, I train for other reasons. I want to be able to do movements and stuff. But you've got to understand that it's muscle that is why you can move. It's the muscle that causes you to be able to move. So when you've got more muscle on your body, then you're going to move better. Of course, there's a, there's a cutoff point with that. You can go too far, but man, <laughs> you're not going to do that easily. You're not going to, you're not going to get too much muscle on your body uh, anytime soon unless you do a hell of a lot more than what we're doing, hey? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we also have um, trained a lot of women where they say, no, I don't want to build muscle because I don't want to be bulky. I don't want to, you know, that's not the, the look that I'm going for. Um, I, I, you know, everybody each to their own, but I'd challenge that. And, and I, try and I try and educate um, everybody that they should want to build as much muscle as possible because the time comes in your life where you'll start losing muscle and it actually becomes harder to build it and you know you're basically just working to maintain it so you want to you want to build muscle as much as you can yeah a lot, a lot of the show a lot of the studies done on health you know whether your goal is to put muscle on or not even to lose weight mm-hmm. um a lot of the studies out there show that the healthier people out there do have a good portion of muscle on a high percentage of lean mass and low body fat so regardless of your goals i think everyone should be looking at putting on muscle and being good at it being yep. good at um, structuring their diet in a way that increases lean mass. Yep. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, yep. guys. Now, what we're going to do today, we're, we're going to keep this really simple, okay? we The reason why we're going to keep this really simple is for two reasons. Number one, we want to help the people that know nothing about this. We don't. I don't like just throwing out heaps of information so that people become really confused about this topic and number two is there's people that might have heard this before but they're still not getting it right and i just want to reinforce what the most important thing to do is so all we're really going to focus on today is um is nutrition for building muscle and the backbone of that is getting your protein right so i really want to talk about how much protein you need what was why you need protein first how much protein you need and how you should be planning your meals around protein to avoid 
eating excess calories that aren't helping you to fuel your body properly, okay? So why do you need protein? Well, well, everything really, everything in our body is protein. It's, it's different types of amino acids and protein is what is required to build muscle. So when you go to the gym and you do a workout, if you do the right kind of workout at least to build muscle, you do resistance training, all you basically do is, is send a signal to the cells in the muscles to, to, to enlarge. You basically, you're, the, the purpose of lifting weights, the purpose of doing push-ups or pull-ups or squats or whatever is to cause damage to the tissue that then causes a hormonal response, which is basically a signal that says, let's, let's build more muscle. Let's get better for this the next time it happens. And then the body goes, okay, that's, a, that's great. Where's the protein that I need? Where's the fuel that I need in order to achieve that the result? Building blocks of muscle. Yeah, that's right. And then the the food that you eat, it's the protein that that is the um, you know the Yanni always likes to say, and, and this is true. You know, the workout is the the stimulus; it creates the signal. The eating the protein and the recovery, the rest is the catalyst. So. So you've gone to the workout, the gym, you've done your workout, and now you're in the recovery period. The recovery period is usually 48 to 72 hours. It can be blown out longer than that, but the majority of muscle building will happen in that first 72 hours. Um, you, you now need to basically eat enough protein, and it's a lot more than what people think. Um, I was really surprised at this, and this is why for me I rejected it at first. Now, what we're about to say as well, just remember this, we're about to te teach you how to eat to maximize protein um, uh, protein synthesis synthesis for, sorry m mental block to to build muscle we're not talking about surviving we're talking about thriving so if you don't do this you're not going to die it's, that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about thriving about building as much about you know maximizing that muscle building for your training and the way to do that is to basically multiply your body weight in kilograms by 2.2, and that gives you the amount of grams of protein that you need to eat in a 24-hour window. So for me, I weigh 87 kilos. Uh, I did this calculation yesterday, and it was 191 or 192 grams of protein in a 24-hour uh, period, okay? Now, the thing is that the, 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 the protein that you need to eat needs to be spaced out throughout the day. You can't have all of that in one meal. Um, or it won't be as effective if you have it all in one meal. And what we're going to talk to you about is, I learned what I learned everything about about this calculation. Uh, most of the information that I got was from about eight years ago. Richard stayed a little bit more up to date. And what we're going to talk now about quickly is the information that I learned years ago versus the information that Richard's learning now. And you can you can tweak it to the way that you that you understand it. But what I learned eight years ago was that. You could only cons you can only absorb a certain amount of protein in a three hour window, which is basically 0.4 times your body weight in kilograms equals the amount of grams that you can have in one window, which for me is uh, 35 grams in a three hour window, which means that if you divide 192 grams, my daily requirement by 35 grams, it gives me five and a half serves of protein a day. So if I have to ha have that every three hours, it, that works out well, you know, basically. You know, from breakfast to dinner, spacing out over the day, every three hours you have protein. But Richard's learnt some some newer, more up-to-date research recently, which is a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, like, the world of protein synthesis 
is a changing world. It's it's always being updated. The more studies we do on it, the the, the better we find um, better ways of eating and taking this protein in to optimize this protein synthesis. And that's what we mean by protein synthesis is where the body takes on that protein to use it for muscle building. Now, your body can use protein for energy, a lot of other things, but we're talking about like that on switch for, okay, I'm going to use this for muscle building. Now, um, what we thought was the way to eat protein, what we were taught to believe for a while was that the more frequently we can get these protein doses in, the better it was for optimizing this muscle protein synthesis, you know. Um, so we had you know, bodybuilders and everybody eating protein shakes every two hours to optimize that. And, um, you know, just recently, this week, I was reading um, an article uh, on Instagram by Holly Baxter. Now, she's the wife of Lane Norton, and he has a PhD in protein synthesis. So that's his ballpark area of how to basically eat protein for muscle building. And uh, what they're finding in a few of these studies now is that um, that window where you have to multiply protein uh, is actually a bit stretched out. So it's probably even better now to wait a bit longer between protein doses. So if you're thinking about, okay, um, to optimize protein, I got to have it frequently, then you're probably looking at the frequency being between a four to five hour window every time you eat. Now, um, why that is, apparently there's a, a process called refractorizing, um, protein refactorizing. So there's a period where once you stimulate protein synthesis, any more protein or any more amino acids put into the body in that time doesn't further stimulate it. So once the switch is on, it's on. Until four to five hours later, where it sort of switches off. And that's when you can hit that again. So if you're thinking about how do I do that in a day, so eight o'clock, 8 a.m., you have your first breakfast meal. Four hours later, you have lunch. Four hours later again, you might have a protein shake. And then four hours again, dinner. Now, each time you do have a protein dose, it should be optimally what Rab was saying. It's that 0.4 grams times body weight. Um, so typically for a small person, it's about closer towards 20 grams of protein. A heavier, larger person, it's closer towards 30 or more grams. Um, yeah. So that's, that's essentially what you're looking at when it comes to frequency. It's that th three, four to five hour window um, of timing. Yep. Yeah, and I, I've actually personally found that that has worked well for me. Like I, um, I can definitely build muscle from having three to four serves of protein a day and having slightly larger serves. Um, I've, I have found that that, you know, going for the three, like I've even found that I've built muscle, um, when I was fasting and I was only eating for eight hours and I was basically having protein every two and a half hours. So there's, there's different ways to go about it. And what we wanted to really talk to you guys about today, like if you, if you don't want to get as serious as a bodybuilder, but you at least want to build some muscle, then I think the most important thing to do is to understand what your daily protein requirements are, so the amount of grams in a day, yep. and then think about how you can hit that with three or four meals a day, which means 
eating more protein than what most people are used to. And I think if there's one thing that you're going to take away from this um, is that you want, you really want to, um, you know, you want to be building every meal that you eat around protein. Um, and if you're not, then every, any meal that you don't build around protein, like for example, if you, if you think, you know, I'm going to um, have some, you know, bread with, I don't know, whatever, you know, like a, a heavy carbohydrate meal, which is so many examples of. There's so many meals that you'll look at, like people will think, oh my God, this is such a delicious meal. This is what I'm going to eat. But for you and me, when we look at it, you just immediately think, well, well there's no protein in that meal. I'm going to yep. eat all these calories and it's going to fill me up, but I'm not actually going to get any protein in it. Um, so that's like the, that's one of the first things that you need to um, do. And that's, See, it's, it's actually even hard for me to try and think of examples of really high carbohydrate meals, except for something like, like pasta or pizza or, um, I don't know, there's, uh, you know, a lot of vegetarian meals are, are really high carbohydrate and low protein. Whereas when Richard and Yanni and I eat, when you look at our meals, there's always a very big protein source there. And it's usually, you know, red meat, chicken, fish, um, you know, something like that. And, um, and if, if you're not doing that, and you're not doing that three times a day, and then having probably one serve of protein powder a day, then you could be doing better with, um, you know, with, with getting this stuff right. And then the other thing that you want to think of is because if you want to build muscle, chances are you also don't want to get fatter at the same time. Yeah. I don't really know anybody that's ever come to me and say, said, I want to build muscle and I don't mind if I also put fat on at the same time. I don't think anybody really wants to do that. The other thing to really consider is that you also want to avoid empty calories. You want to avoid eating shit. Because if we go, so we've talked about you know, protein requirements for building muscle, but you also want to remain healthy. You know, you, you want to make sure that your body is in a healthy state. You know, yep. you don't want to be um, going to the doctor one day, getting a blood test and them telling you that you're at risk of a heart attack. Like you've got all these muscles on your body, but you, you know, you're all your, um, you know, your bloods are just showing all the wrong stuff. You know, you're pre-diabetic or you're diabetic or whatever. So the other thing to think about is like, so we've spoken about eating high protein sources. So what, what would that look like in a day? So for me, if I'm going to eat three meals a day, what it looks like for me is always guaranteed every time when I eat breakfast, it's eggs. And I do that because it's the simplest thing. It's something that anybody associates with breakfast. Like if you go and eat eggs yep. at a cafe or something, nobody's going to look weirdly at you for it. But this is the interesting thing. How many eggs do you eat, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that is the interesting yep. thing. And I'm happy that you asked me that so I didn't just throw it out there. So I eat six or seven eggs in a meal. And the reason I do that is because one egg has um, five to six grams of protein in it for the size, depending on the size of the egg, which means that to get even 35 grams of protein, which is like as little as I would want to get in one meal, um, I need to eat um, six or seven eggs. So when you look at my plate, um, like most of the time when I see people eat eggs, it's usually accompanied by a couple of really big slices of toast. Yep. And the eggs is actually a really small part of the meal. Yep. So there'll be eggs and there'll be toast and there might be some tomato and mushrooms and some spinach. And most people look at that and think, like their mind looks at that and think that's a really healthy meal. Yep. And, and it's funny because what, what most people associate a healthy meal with is how fresh the food is. I've heard people say that all the time. They say, oh, look at this, it's such fresh food. It's so healthy. And I say, yeah, great. Fresh is good. 
I would definitely, you know, the meals that we eat are, are fresh, like if, if as opposed to something that was not fresh, meaning cooked last night or frozen or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what we're talking about now is we're going into macronutrient content, which is carbohydrate, fat and protein. Yeah. And if you look at the, like if you go to a cafe and you order a cafe breakfast, in Australia at least, the standard serve of eggs is two eggs. You have to ask for extra eggs if you want more than two. Yeah. So when you get a meal that's gonna fill you up, and you're only getting two eggs, that's only 10 grams of protein. Now granted, there is some protein in the bread and yep. you, maybe you've got some salmon or whatever, but if we're talking about the way that you and I eat, or Yanni, yep. um, it's not even close to enough protein. So just to clarify, we eat in a way that we are intentionally trying to initiate protein synthesis, so getting enough protein, because yeah. 10 grams won't do that, yep. 15 grams won't do that, yep. 20 grams, for some small people, will. Yeah, it'll touch the sides. Yeah, it will. It'll touch but the honestly, sides. But honestly, like you're looking, every time you're looking at, if your goal is to build muscle, maintain muscle, you want to initiate protein synthesis. Get enough protein. Yep. Two eggs won't do it. Yep. Three eggs won't do it. Yep. Yeah, and you want good protein. And the other reason why I eat so many eggs is eggs are a powerhouse of nutrition, man. Yeah. Like they are, they're basically like um, like mini vitamin bombs. They've got so much good stuff in them. Yeah, good fats, yeah, protein. Yeah, and they're, they're a really complete source of nutrients. Um, you know, if you go really deep into like beyond, as I said, beyond protein. So, so that would be breakfast. So breakfast for me would be, um, if I'm cooking at home, honestly, my, my, my breakfasts are six or seven eggs uh, with half or one full avocado. And if I can be bothered, maybe yeah. half a tomato. Like now, if I can be let's just um, clarify, this is rad. Yeah, you know, there's probably women out there that are a lot smaller than Brad. Yeah, they don't need, don't need that. Maybe four eggs. But even know. still, even even with small women, I'll say, look, based on your body size, you'll need four or five eggs, and they yep. just go, oh my god. Well, that's that's eggs alone. You can yeah. eat other stuff with it. Yeah. Like yeah. think like if you're having breakfast, you can add some meats in there. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't recommend having bacon yeah. or red meat every single time, but you know. Yeah. Think, think creatively, like um, maybe we should um, talk a little bit about the apps that you can use to help find your protein sources as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, look, I don't even know which apps there, there are that are out there. I've heard that um, MyFitnessPal is good, yep. but there's all these apps out there that you can that you can use to help you. Calorie King. You know, yeah, to track your macronutrients and to understand. But, but basically, you want your breakfast, lunch, and dinner to be high protein sources. So if you have eggs for breakfast, uh, and this is the, the I, I drill the eggs thing because most people really get breakfast wrong. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the meal that people stuff up the most. Nutra grain. Yeah, yeah. People are, people are just eating massive carbohydrate meals, and you're really starting the day the wrong way. Because lunch and dinner, what lunch and dinner should look like for you if you're not a vegetarian is some form of meat. You know, looking for that. Um, you know, you you you're wanting to be you know, to get your, so for me, 190 grams of protein in a day. So if I'm eating three meals a day and a protein shake, I'm looking at about 50 grams of protein, you know, per meal for lunch and dinner. So, and I do that easily. I'll have, I'll have 200 to 300 grams of, of uh, red meat or chicken or fish or whatever in one meal easily. Um, and then vegetables, you know, vegetables and salad. And you can cook it in all different ways, you know, like Richard and I come in 
to work with all these different cooked meals. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you about what my go-to lunch is if I haven't bought food today, which, which is happening today. Um, Alana and I just didn't get our shit together last night. And, um, you know, what we made for dinner, uh, we, we just didn't make enough for me to bring to lunch today. So I go to the shop and I just buy um, salad and a, and a tin of tuna. And I've got some balsamic vinegar and olive oil out the back there. Uh, and I just make that um, for my meal because I know that, um, you know, it, it contains a, a decent amount of nutrients in it and gi- gives me my minimum protein requirement. But, um, but yeah, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner like that, protein shake um, uh, at some stage between that to, uh, to get a little bit more. Um, why do we recommend the protein shake? This is probably a good point to cover as well. Well, I'll tell you why I recommend it and then you can tell the guys why you recommend it is that I recommend it because um, if you have a good quality whey protein shake, it is, for me, it's it's just a, a great way to bolster the amount of protein that you're getting in a day. And personally, for me, when I look at that 190 grams of protein, it's expensive to do that. It's expensive if you're going to eat just eggs and meat. Eggs are definitely on the cheaper end of the spectrum Um, and it is I find it hard to eat more than three meals a day and to eat meals that are that big that are going to have that amount of protein if you're only going to eat three meals a day I just find that challenging and and I have tried that before you and I both have like there was a period of time where I was eating like a long period of time I'm talking multiple years of eating five meals a day I've never been able to do six honestly Um, but eating five meals a day and when I was doing that some of those meals were liquid meals where you where I was doing six egg smoothies so wrap your head around that for a minute I was making a smoothie couple of times a day, two yeah. times a day, having six raw eggs in a smoothie with coconut water and some uh, banana. So basically, it's, it's it's to do with the ease of eating, you it's know, and getting the protein it in. makes it easier. When, you're, when you need to get that much protein into you, especially if you're a guy and you're quite large, you need more, uh, it becomes a lot, like building muscle becomes a lot about how much food you can eat, how much protein you can eat. So the pro- even, even for the ladies out there that, don't like eating big meals i know personally my girlfriend she doesn't like eating big meals so for you guys the protein powders are even more essential because that's how you can sort of keep the meal sizes down but still get your daily intake in um so i really like rad was saying i really like the protein powder idea because it just makes um getting that amount in every day easier to do more sustainable um without yeah making meals too large yep yep i and I, I think that this is a point that shouldn't be brushed over because it is so critical to understand this. You know, Yanni, Richard and I all have protein shakes for this reason. And we do it because we've been doing this for so long. We have tried so many different ways of doing things and there's no way to build muscle without getting enough protein. And if you're gonna go down this road, a protein shake is such an inexpensive way of getting some good protein in for you. Now, quality matters, of course. There are crap protein shakes out there. So what should you look for with a protein shake? Basically look for one that is um, like whey protein isolate is a really good one for building muscle if, you're not, if you don't have any problems with dairy. And you wanna basically get one that has 
nothing else added to it except maybe some flavor like the one that we sell it's a brand called vpa it's a australian made brand and it has a, a, a very high protein content so it has 26.8 grams of protein per 30 grams which is very high some of the lower ones have 24 grams of protein some of the really low ones have only 22 grams of protein per, per serve of 30 grams and that means if they've got less protein in it it means they've got more other shit in it mm -hmm. it means that it's not as pure and you don't need anything else you don't need, when you get a protein powder you don't need any added if sorry if you get a whey protein powder you're going to be careful with supplements guys because this is how a lot of supplement companies make that extra dollar they yep. promote all this necessary additives in the proteins that aren't needed you yep. just need 100% whey protein, yeah, a little bit of flavoring and that's it. Yeah, 100% whey protein uh, isolate is is uh, our preferred um, whey. You can get whey protein concentrate and some bodybuilders would argue that that might be better for um, building muscle. But the only difference between whey protein concentrate and isolate is that they've removed the fat from the isolate. Right. I, I don't think it matters too much. I, th yeah. I, th I think uh, the isolate is a, a safe bet, yep. especially for people who find milk makes their stomach a little bit upset. Yep. Um, the, the isolate is probably the better option. And it's, yep. it's more protein per gram of weight than yep. anything else. Yep. With concentrate, there's a little bit of fat, yep. fat, milk fats in there. Yep. So, yeah, um, that, like, guys, if you're not doing that, then, like, the, we could go so much deeper on you know nutrition for building muscle there, there's there's so much science behind it that we can um you know fill your heads with but at, at the grassroots if you're not getting this right if you're not calculating your body weight 2.2 times body weight in kilograms equals grams of protein required per day spacing that out in at least um you know three meals a day breakfast lunch and dinner and then even better having a protein shake in there as well um then that's what you need to be focusing on. That's what you need to be doing. And then, and yeah. the next step, and it really should happen at the same time, is cleaning up your diet, getting rid of processed foods, basically, you know, highly processed foods, yeah. um, which is basically anything that comes in a packet that isn't, you know, fresh food. Like if it's in a packet and yeah. it's not vegetables, you know, of course, you can go to the supermarket and get tomatoes or, you know, snow peas or something that come in a packet. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about... Any, like in Australia, anything that isn't around the edge of the supermarket, really. Yeah. I think we'll get into that on another day, right? Yeah, we will. Let, yeah. Let's keep it more like yeah. muscle building. About protein, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, let's quickly and answer Vinny's questions here. Vinny is saying, does the frequency and or amount um, increase over 50? Uh, the frequency doesn't, but as we said before, Vinny, the amount uh, over 55 does. You, you, you need to double your protein requirement because the body isn't uh, can't absorb can't extract the protein and use it as efficiently as when you're under 55. Uh, Vinny's saying, I try to get at least 20 grams per meal, usually three meals per day. Uh, that's great, um, but it's not even close to the amount that you need to maximize muscle protein synthesis. Not to survive, to maximize what we're talking about here. You're barely touching the sides there, bro. Uh, and then you're saying, I probably eat more carbs than is recommended, but my metabolism seems to be able to handle it. That's a great comment. You know, it, 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 Everybody is different, you know. If you feel good um, within your skin and you're comfortable with where you are, keep doing you. What we're talking about here is what we found, what works with us, and going off what we've learned from the research that we've read.
Yeah. Um, carbs can definitely help. I mean, a big part of building muscle is getting enough calories in, you know, yeah. and if you're restricting carbohydrate completely, it does make that harder. So the fact that eating more carbs isn't necessarily a bad thing. I'd also, I'd just be mindful of the protein content um, and that you're eating enough. We can probably talk about that tomorrow because today all we've really talked about is protein, why it's needed, how much you need and how you get it. Maybe tomorrow we can talk about calories and how calories affect building muscle, um, which is, you know, how we can bring carbohydrate and fat into it as well. So tune in tomorrow, guys. That's what we'll talk about tomorrow. Can I just say one more thing, one thing we didn't cover? This this goes for the other days as well, but get get yourself a macro tracker, definitely, because all this protein talk about how many grams and everything is going to go over your head unless you know how much um, grams of protein is in your your certain foods so get yourself a macro tracker calorie king mice fitness power have a look at the main foods you eat chicken beef um, eggs and have a look at how much grams of protein per um, item okay and then start doing the estimates we'll talk about more of that next time yep we'll see you guys tomorrow Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.